Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Man, I am shocked by that one. I am baffled uh, by how this went after the first two periods. The Flyers come away with a win. But really, when you break it down, they did a hell of a job tonight. They really did. Uh, I mean, holding holding Edmonton to three goals, no matter how you do it, is uh, it, it's an impressive feat. Uh, real team defensive win here on this one. And, like It's hard to say it's a defensive win when you – you score like they did tonight, but it took it took a defensive effort, and I really like all the goals and stuff. That's cool, uh, but uh, the the block shots they made a ton about that on the broadcast. But I have to give it to Carter Hart here. Uh, basically, an impossible task going into Edmonton and trying to uh, stop McDavid, Dryside on company, and he did a great job. Uh, a couple of the goals could he have played better? Maybe he could have made the save. Sure. But when you look at the stops he made, his rebound control, the way he controlled the game, controlled himself, uh, Hart was excellent tonight. Uh, he's had better statistical games. He'll have better, you know, he'll make flashier saves throughout the season, all that stuff. But to me, this was this was huge in the uh, in the early going of the Carter Hart bounce back season. I very much assume we will be seeing Martin Jones in the back-to-back tomorrow, as we should. That's what a backup's for. Uh, but, man, can't say enough about Carter Hart. He did a great job tonight. Of course, Cam Atkinson, a couple of goals. What a pickup this dude has been. God damn, just what we've been missing. Uh, Giroux, another goal. Like I said, you know, back when he scored the 102 points, Giroux is the goal-scoring winger. Giroux always needed. Uh, but great all-around game tonight. Um, could they have been done better territorially in the first two periods? Sure. Uh, but a little, a little, little New York Islanders esque game tonight, uh, kept them to the outside. A lot of block shots, frustrated, uh, frustrated the hell out of Edmonton. You could tell they were pressing. They were taking a, a couple, uh, I don't want to say frustration shots because that's a weird thing. To say. But guys looked like they were just trying to rip it at one point, missing the net a lot, gripping that stick. So good all-around win. Uh, obviously some things to clean up, but I will take it. I will take giving Edmonton their first loss of the season, going out to Edmonton to do it, outscoring them. Hell of a job. Let's hear what all of you have to think. Uh, let's lead it off with Tanner Robertson. Tanner, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Um, you know what, man? I, I'm just going to say it. I like this Flyers club. This club, I like. You know, I know we're going to get Ellis back, and I know we're going to get some other players back, but I actually think that this iteration of the Flyers club is the best I've seen in seven, eight years. There's definitely something here. It's early. But just lighting up the goal scoring is so much fun. We saw, you know, early in the year, we're talking about how they're picking up for each other. There's another level for them to get to. Uh, I still don't know if they're like cup contenders. They can get there, but I don't know if I see it yet. But they're fun and they're likable right now. And that's what else can he ask for? What, five, six games into the season? Right. And obviously we're in a really hard division. It's it's tough to look at our record and see that we're still at the bottom. I mean, maybe not after tonight. And obviously so games one get, get, regulation. No. Yeah. Coming into tonight, one regulation loss, and they're in last fucking place in the division. It's like, what's going on here? 
Yeah, I mean, like it's it's terrible, it's awful. But I I, I do think that this is a playoff team, and I like what I'm seeing. And you know what? I I really like what I'm seeing out of Carter Hart. Um, you know, I, we were all concerned about whether he was like in it or not, and I I, I think we're now having conversations about whether he's good or great, rather than whether is he good or capable of playing in the AHL. Um, I liked what I saw him at a night. He looked calm and composed. He maybe could have squeezed off one of those goals, but you know what? Edmonton is a hard team to be a goalie against, and he 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 won. I think he won us this game. You know, I, I and obviously you have to love Cam Atkinson, but I, I loved Carter Hart's game tonight. That's all I have for you tonight. Thanks, Bill. Oh, one one hundred percent. Thanks, Tanner. And no, I think uh, what we're seeing from Hart more more important than anything, maybe. Uh, we talked about so many of Hart's problems last year, and it was a team-wide problem. But it really, like, you really just saw it with Hart. As soon as one thing went wrong, the shit just fell apart. One bad thing turned into three, turned into six. Uh, this year with Hart, let in a goal, maybe let in a weak goal. He's fine. He bounces back. Like, the, tonight, he lets up the uh, right away, you know, with the first minute of the second period, first 56 seconds, whatever it was. Let's up a goal. Edmonton ties it. Ends the game with 22 straight saves. That is gigantic. That's gigantic for the team, and it's gigantic for the development of Carter Hart. Uh, awesome game tonight. Uh, Nikki Hall. Nikki, you're live on the post game. Well, they definitely responded to how uh, last game went when they faced off against Florida. So I'm actually pretty happy. A uh, couple things. <laughs> I definitely have to say, as everyone was saying, Hart looks really good, really solid. If I'm being honest to kind of go off of what uh, last caller said, honestly, I don't think playing the same teams seven times was really a good rule of thumb to really see how Hart's potential had, like, essentially, like, was. Because, like, I don't know. it's, It's one of those things, you know? Yeah, I mean, once they found his weakness and he clearly was just having trouble getting over whatever was bothering him last year that, like, those weaknesses got exploited as highly as possible because you're seeing the same five, seven teams every single night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say the third – I think it was the third goal. Yeah, third goal I felt was kind of like a soft one he let in, but I'm just – I mean, besides that, I didn't think it was really that bad tonight. Um the other thing I did want to say, I mean, it's kind of, it is a gripe, but it's not a major one. It still is one, though. Honestly, we gotta stay disciplined because, like, penalties killed us last game, and I honestly thought they were gonna do us in again tonight. And I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> so, um, and there is one more thing, but yeah, for that, I'm glad that penalties didn't do us in last tonight. I agree. Uh, I will say. Some of these calls tonight, uh, like the calls in the first period, I thought all of them were uh, close, if not questionable. And the interference at the end on mm. Travis Konechny, I, I don't know. Yeah, what the I don't hell know. was that? Like he literally, he literally nudged McDavid. How is that a penalty? That's like some uh, McDavid grabbed his stick like twice on the. Like, I, it, it, I don't know what was going on there, but I've also been the guy for years yelling like, "Hey." Maybe take a page out of the NFL and the NBA's book and like protect your stars. Uh, they sure as hell did that tonight with McDavid, but yeah, it was uh, some some of these calls for were real. Just it's ridiculous. like tell me about it. Um, and the last thing, 
Atkinson tonight. That man was on a fucking mission. Like in a game where the Flyers, especially through the first 40 minutes, rarely had the puck. He was noticeable throughout mm-hmm. the game. Like the goals plus, he just looked like he was uh, in and around the play a lot. He's just a really fun player to watch. He really is, and I'm honest. And I think they said on the broadcast that they were like, it was like he had re- he was really good against them when he was with Columbus, and now he's with the Flyers. It's basically like it's like Columbus all over again, but like with a you know refurbished squad. It's it's pretty fun to watch him, and I think that. You know, obviously, I'm glad they bounced back from, you know, their loss against Florida. I mean, granted, hey, listen, I'm not going to discredit Edmonton in any way, shape, or form because they are a good team. Now, would I must necessarily put them up there with Florida? Eh, it's going to depend on who you ask. They're but, they're the most dangerous team in hockey, but are they the most complete team? Mm-hmm. Like Florida is one of the most complete teams. I wouldn't say Edmonton's like right. that. Like Miko Koskinen is. He's he has his moments, but mm. let's face it, he's he's not Sergei Bobrovsky. No, not at all. Um, but you know, I, it, against uh, you know against this team, like like I mean, I know that last game was winnable, but I am glad that we did get the win. I'm I kind of was Loki expecting another loss tonight. I'm glad I was wrong. I <laughs> I mean, it's just based on how we've kind of viewed this team. But I think that you know, like. Like we've been saying, this looks like a good playoff team if we can, you know, get things together, stay consistent, and hopefully not be snake bitten the rest of the sne- the season. Course, that's going to depend. Um, but yeah, no, um, that's basically all I had. So, but thanks always, Bill. I I appreciate right. these post games. Thanks a lot, Nikki. Appreciate it. And I got to say thanks to everyone who's hanging in tonight. It's almost 1 a.m. We're just getting going here. Uh, I, I know these games are they're tough for a lot of people. I'm more of a night person, but my lifestyle's normalized a bit in recent months. But I do enjoy these games. I appreciate everyone joining me for the post games. Um, yeah, I had a point, but I don't remember what it is. So we're going to go to Hunter Moyer while I try to think of it. Hunter, you're live on the post. Well, what's up, Bill? How you doing tonight? Uh, pretty good. Before I get started, uh, right after the game ended, they went to post game, and uh, Taka was like, "Yeah, normally the Flyers do well on these West Coast trips." And I'm like, "Nope." That really, that, I don't know what that the fuck really made talking. me laugh. That's like right when I turned it off, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, that's fucking that's thanks, Taka. I appreciate it. Like that's <laughs> not true, but cool. Thanks." Yeah, you know, but coming into tonight, both teams were coming off uh, a couple days of of off time, and one of the things I watched specifically in their uh, pr- press games or their pregame conferences was they interviewed uh, Keith. And one of the things they were focusing on was faceoffs. And let me tell you, man, I, I think Giroux won a sat with uh, two minutes to go and he won those four straight faceoffs. It's fucking huge. That's um, something I did want to bring up is uh, this is a situation like we talk about how. Like, face-offs as a whole, not that important of a stat, but there are huge face-offs, and I think these are situations in which the Flyers can, like, really capitalize on their advantage in the face-off circle. Like, they have Couturier, they have Giroux. Um, you can shoot at the open net. You can, at, you can try to end the game in these situations and not fear icing because, like, on the right side, you have G. On the left side, you have Couturier. You're probably going to win these face-offs. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I, I think if Koskinen has a better game, I, I, maybe this goes a different sure. way. Yeah. But, you know, kudos kudos to, you know, Atkinson and them throwing pucks on that. You know, they knew he was having issues behind the net. So in the first period, they kept on going back to it. But, uh, man, the Oilers, dude, kudos to, uh, you know, Tippett and his team. They, they are fucking relentless on the puck. I, I They are so fast. And, like... There was a point tonight they got a like a two on one or a three on two like out of nowhere. Sanheim breaks it up, and before like the Flyers can change or anything can happen or the announcers can even react, McDavid has circled around, grabbed the loose puck, and it's an odd man rush again. Like they are unbelievably fast. They they play the way they've built the team to play the way their best player plays. And considering how much of a laughing stock Edmonton has been, like they're actually doing a pretty decent job at this point of putting the right pieces around their star players. Yeah, normally I get tired of a broadcast crew talking about the same person over and over and over again, but McDavid's just, yeah. he's too good no, to not talk about. And he's that, like, you get tired of it with Crosby because, like, I always say, like, you know, the. Or Marshall. Yeah, Marshall's another and, one. And, like, I always said for years, you know, part of the reason the NHL had such a marketing problem was the best player in the league, like, wasn't – I mean, Crosby's great, but he doesn't do flashy, fun shit all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, every time the puck's within stick length, it's his. Come pay and watch Sidney Crosby. Like, okay, cool, whatever. I don't actually want to watch that on television, though. Like, Connor McDavid, yeah, he's going to skate by everybody and score every single night probably twice – like, that's exciting. I kind of want to hear about that. Yeah, and, and that's it from the Flyers' standpoint. I just want to bring up one more thing about McDavid, I, yeah. since I knew they were playing him. But I, I want to see him break the 200-point mark so, so fucking So it's bad I want to see it. Like, I'm, I'm really happen. rooting for it. I know it's going to happen. The guy, it's, it's, it's almost rare that he doesn't score a point. He's just so fucking good. It's it's crazy. And and with him and Dreisaitl and and Hopkins, it it's a dominant team. I I think they can go far this year. But thanks, Bill. You got it. Thanks a lot, Hunter. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get over to Joe McGinley. Joe, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Uh, I mean, goaltending was the difference. Uh, I mean the. The five-hole goal and the goal at the end of the first period. Uh, I mean, that that's the, the Oilers really controlled. It felt like a steal, honestly, that game. But no, when the also Flyers, went to the team when, when the Flyers got the lead back in the third period, I was like texting some of my buddies. I was like, I mean, I'll take it, but I have no clue how we're winning right now. And I think it was I think it was Hunter, the last caller, who was like. Oh, you know, if Koskinen maybe plays a little better, it might go the the other way. And true, yeah, he didn't have a great night tonight. But goddamn, that's literally every loss the Flyers had last season. So I ain't giving it back. <laughs> right, right. And imagine how quickly that game is over if it goes into overtime. I mean, there's between five <laughs> minutes of three on three and a shootout. Uh, I, no way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to see that team in three on three ever. Yep. Well, that's all I had. Thanks, Bill. All right. I appreciate it, Joe. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Dan Allen. Dan, you are live on the post game. Yeah, Bill, I need you to do me a favor. Uh, can you use your uh, connections to uh, get me Travis Kidney's address so I can send her the bill for my heart attack that I had at the end of the game? <laughs> I, he has 
He has like 10 feet to skate before he takes a shot at that open net and just whips it wildly. And then he almost cost Couturier the empty netter on the offside. He did make a hell of a like effort to stay on side though. He did. I had it toward my groin like four times on that one play. If, if, if oh, it, it looked painful. And I was a goalie, so I'm a little more flexible. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of uh, positives. Well, a lot of positives. This is a really fun game to watch. I love it when the Flyers are fun. It helps that they're playing a fun, fast team in Edmonton. Um, uh, Justin Braun was really good on the first pair with uh, Provorov. Obviously, don't, you don't want him up there long term, but you know, a fill-in against a high-powered team like Edmonton. He did a great job, I thought. Yeah, Braun, we've talked about on the show a lot, we've talked about how, like, the deep pairs are kind of set, and that's why Sanheim and Ristolainen really have to figure it out because when Ellis is healthy, you want Provorov Ellis and Braun Yandel. You really don't want them playing a ton of minutes. They're kind of the veteran pair, set it and forget it, 16, 17 minutes a game. There will be no disasters. Like, that's what you're working with here. But Braun is a guy who, in short bursts, has proven you can move him up in the lineup. And it's not uh, – you're not moving up Robert Haig. Like, you're moving up a guy who can actually play. It's just, yeah, do I want it for more than a game or two at a time? No, not at all. But, yeah, I thought he was good tonight. Yeah, I also thought the um, it's been kind of a low bar so far, but the uh, the Sandheim Ristolainen pairing was uh, quite a bit better today, uh, and that they didn't make any glaring errors. I I, I didn't think, and even uh, I forget which goal it was the one that Konechny, uh, not Konechny, the one where um, Couturier had that great uh, zone entrance on the right side where he kind of kicked the puck between his legs, but uh, Ristolainen started that play with a nice stretch pass. So, um, you know, that's a positive sign to take out of that. You hear, we hear a lot of negatives about those guys. So, you know, I want to point out a positive. We do. Uh, and I thought Sanheim made a couple real nice defensive plays tonight. He had some blocks on the penalty kill. Uh, before the first penalty against the Flyers, he made a nice play uh, to break up, break up a rush on the delayed call. Uh, so that was good. He, the lob pass to set up the uh, end of the first period goal for Atkinson was Sanheim. So Sanheim, who I've been hard on this year, uh, I will say I thought he was good. Ristolainen, he's still getting his feet under him. It's still just the beginning of the season for him. Uh, he makes his good plays. He makes his negative plays. But I thought he was overall better again tonight. So it's it's a building block for him. Yeah, that was a hard puck he took to the head, too. And this whole piece of his helmet break off. So it was good he was able to Yeah, I, I was like, what the f- – what just flew off of his face? That is not good. I was okay, it's his helmet. Like, all right, that that's a little less concerning. But you can see he had the stitches. He was uh, – he's a warrior out there. That's his job. He did a hell – yeah, got to respect the guy willing to play through that. Yeah, yeah. And um, last thing I'll say, not, not even Flyers related, but – We've gotten to see the Flyers a couple times on the TNT broadcast. You know, the play-by-play is, you know, the same as it's always been. But their studio show is so much better than anything we ever got on NBC. <laughs> Just Oh, it's it's already, like, uh, they couldn't uh, – I can't believe they're on NBC as long as they were with this shit. Yeah, even they got, they got, they got uh, you know, um, personality. There was a hilarious interview with um, uh, the, with uh, Keith Yandel after the game where uh, him and Paul Bissonnette were just, you know – sniping back and forth at each other the whole time. It was pretty great to see uh, some personality play through. Everything was very, you know, stead and boring, you know, for however many years it was on NBC. So it's nice to have some uh, life injected into it. I agree, Dan. 
All right, Bill. Thanks a lot, man. Talk to you next. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Oh wow, we are man. People love these late night games. I guess I have more. I have more callers lined up than I do for a seven o'clock start. It's after one a.m. Uh, let's do it then. Let's go to Zach Boyle. Zach, you're live on the post game. Yeah, Bill. How you doing? How are you tonight? Uh, good. Working on my last Voodoo Rangers. You're doing real good. Oh, um, excellent, excellent. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to take away from any of the positives of this game. We beat probably the fastest team in the entire league, which I think speed is definitely not our strong suit. So that's huge. Carter Hart looks awesome, but it is frighteningly apparent when Ryan Ellis is not in the lineup and how important he is in terms of like quite possibly our largest acquisition in the last 10 years. I mean, I know Cam is a huge goal scorer and that's important, but it's really, really apparent when Ryan Ellis is not, in in the lineup. It is. And uh, they they were stuck in their own zone a lot tonight. I didn't even think it was, like, a lot of times it's the failed clears that killed them. I didn't even think that was it tonight. They just couldn't even get to the loose pucks. There are concerns when they run into teams with speed. Uh, you know, we saw it for large portions of that uh, Florida game. I thought that first period, uh, they just could not handle the speed at all. And I gave them credit. Second period, they adjusted well. This game, first 40 minutes, somehow the Flyers scored three goals, having the puck for like a total of 45 seconds. So uh, it's they have trouble dealing with teams with this kind of speed. That said, like, look at Florida's record. Look at Edmonton's record. Florida, we talked in this that game, like, that was winnable. Few mistakes, few penalties. Like, that's a winnable game, and then they win tonight. So as much as we all see it, they're having trouble dealing with this stuff. They, they played two undefeated teams, could have beat them both, did beat one of them. Yeah, and, well, I think you talked about it in the postgame about Florida, and um, they talked a little bit about it during the third period of this game. The adjustments that they made where we outshot the Oilers, like I think it was like 11-3. to 3 in like the first 10 minutes of the the third period, like it seems like AV or whoever it is that's making these calls is making the decisions to, you know, triple team McDavid on an entry. So that way he can't get in and has to dump it and then go, go for a change. So they, they are making these decisions. It's just, you know, I don't want to have to make Carter Hart make 22 saves in a row, you know? Oh no, absolutely. I prefer he faced 17 shots in a game total. Uh, and you know, he faces 22 in the final, what 40 minutes of the game, basically like they, they kept him clean a lot with the high danger stuff. They did keep him to the outside. I like that. You uh, mentioned the, uh, tripling him on that entry. Like you had to start forcing this team to dump the puck. Like, they entered with speed, and it was just – like, Keith Yandel had a three-minute shift at one point because they could not get off the ice. It was just cycling back in, cycling back in, not letting them uh, – not letting the Flyers breathe. But they held up through it, and there's something to that. Uh, being able to survive that sort of onslaught, like, they did, you know. The Islanders have been doing it for two years, three years. So maybe it's a strategy. Definitely. And and just last thing I'll close with is uh, I, I was really big on the bringing Cam York up in the beginning of the year. And after seeing the quality of the teams that we're playing against so far, Cam York would have been just undressed categorically on almost every single play. So I'm really glad that he is getting some time in the minors. 
I, I agree. Yeah, like there's no reason. Thanks a lot, Zach. There's just no reason to expose a young kid if you don't think he's ready. They're not in that mode anymore. I know for years I was the guy screaming, like, just play these kids. Just see what they have. We're not in see what they have mode anymore. We are get every point mode. We are win as many games as possible mode. We are fight to get into the playoffs mode and hopefully make a run. And listen, if a kid can come up and contribute uh, better than someone else they have on the roster, I am all for it. At a certain point, we might be having this conversation with the second D pair. Uh, is, is Cam York, one of our six best defensemen. It might be happening uh, at some point, but Right now, I don't see that being the uh, the best case scenario, and neither does the team, honestly. All right, uh, David, David, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill, how are you tonight? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, sir. Okay, so like the way I look at this stuff is like, if say the Flyers lose this game and Hart has a bad game. I got a lot of, like, texts from the friends and everything. I work second shift, so I usually rely on the radio feed while I'm working with the headphones in. And say Carter Hart has a bad game. Everybody's like, oh, he, he looked bad on the first couple goals, whatever. I really can't judge Carter Hart when he's playing against one of the most, like, ferocious offenses. Like, we saw the first period and a half where the puck was nonstop defensive blocking shots. Everybody's in front of the lanes. We could talk about Risto getting his, you know, whatever happened. But I like I'm more worried about the divisional games when it comes down to the push. Like we're not going to play the Oilers as much as we would have to deal with, you know, the Washington Capitals with Ovechkin, who is now lighting up the world. Right? What's he got? Eight goals, seven goals, eight goals, something like that. Like it was seven before tonight. I didn't see the box score for their game tonight. Me neither. I got something going on the TV, but I'm focused on this right now. But seeing Cam Atkinson come here and put goals in, Giroux scoring goals, and I, I like I'm more confident now. And you see the way that they played tonight, where they kept up. It wasn't like they dominated the Oilers, but they kept up, and it made me feel more confident going forward because we're going to play a lot less team, like less better teams than this. And if the Flyers could, pl- yeah, I- go ahead, Bill. Sorry. No, just from what we've seen the last couple of nights. I mean, Florida and, and Florida and Edmonton. Like I said to the last caller, like we faced two teams who were undefeated. We beat one of them, and they were right there with Florida. Like it was such a frustrating. They couldn't beat Florida because it was there. Yeah, and then and even that I was at like a haunted hayride thing. I'm watching on YouTube TV as as and I saw the bank off Carter Hart, and I was like, oh, you can't come back. Yeah. From, Florida's seven and zero right now. Like that's. Like, just to see how they played tonight and stuck together and didn't give up because this could have been a real bad game. And people were giving Carter Hart a lot of problems for the first couple. I'm like, the second goal was a bank off somebody else. What's he going to do about that? And then when Cam Atkinson scores that goal, kicks it between his legs, puts it past the goalie, like, it made it, I was confident. It's like, this team's not going to give up. And it, I'm talking to my brother the whole time via text. It was like, it made me feel confident about this team. And what's moving forward? I think I think Carter's moving forward. We're going to see Jones tomorrow night. And, Go ahead. No, and just to your point, like so much of this early season is going to be about like for us 
them proving to us as fans that they're not the same team as last year. And the fact that Carter Hart isn't disheartened if the first goal or the third goal, maybe he could have stopped them. Uh, if the team, you know, gives up a, uh, gives up an, a highlight reel goal, gives up a lead, that's not going to stop them from rebuilding the lead. They're not going to let problems snowball. And so far, that's what we see. And that's a huge turnaround from last year. Well, last year was a, was a problem because we could be up 3-0. And then all of a sudden, goal, goal. And you're like, oh, now it's 3-2. And then by the time you're, you're going to a shootout. But what, what tonight seemed to me was like everybody's jumping in front of pucks. You even see Limblom walk off the ice, like skate off the ice, hurt. And he came back out. Russell Lyon came back out after a puck to the head. If I was him, I might have dropped. I, I don't know. He's a tough dude. He didn't drop. But, like, when he's bleeding like that and you can see him holding his face with his glove with his one hand on his stick, it's like, this guy's hurt. Like, I, I don't know what the rules are. Like, shouldn't someone ble- – like, the refs are very aware of what's going on. Like, this dude is That's, not I- – I, I always thought it, I always thought it was if you were bleeding from the face, they basically Stop had it. to blow the whistle. But I guess he has to go down. Like I think if you're up, they let play go. If he if yeah. it hits him in the face and he's down holding his face, plays dead. But uh, he I got mean, through it. Like dude's a dude's a badass. He didn't look really. He had uh, one really bad uh, outlet pass that got intercepted at the blue line that turned to a shot and Carter Hart. I think he took it in the stomach and just stopped everything. I mean, I'm really excited for him because I, I kind of ride with you with the like how we need the bangers, we need the guys that are going to protect the Claude Giroux. Like, I'm like I miss when that would be a thing when you mess with the main guys. Like, and I like to hear people say like we're going to protect our captain. We're going like that is what hockey should be forever. And I think he's a guy that people are going to hate, but I'm hoping that it goes the right way where he can just figure out and be very responsible in the defensive zone. Uh, I'm just, I mean, there's reason to be nervous, but after the night, this is a good win against a team that McDavid, like he looked frustrated when, when you heard in the broadcast, they put three people on him. You could just see like they were getting annoyed in connect me, getting the penalty late. Like they just came back from stuff, which they wouldn't have not come back from last year. This would have been a nail in the coffin. It would have been it. Oh, that connected penalty would have that would have been the game tying goal. They would have lost that in regulation after that sort exactly. of thing last year, and they didn't. And it's huge. Thanks a lot, David. Appreciate it. Uh, it was it's a it's a big win. There are absolutely things to clean up. Uh, you'd really prefer not to be in your defensive zone like three quarters of the game, but uh, hey. They've been taking advantage of their opportunities. They've been opportunistic, and they're shooting at a high percentage right now. It's working out for them. It bodes well to stack these points early for when you do get Ryan Ellis back. You do get Kevin Hayes back. Uh, at some point, maybe a Wade Allison, uh, you know, trade deadline. Maybe you bring someone in. Like, it's just the beginning now. Racking up as many points as possible is a huge deal, and this was a big win. All right, let's uh, – Chris Krochak, you are live in the post game. Oh, there you are, Chris. Hey, Bill. How's it going? I love seeing uh, – how, how, Good. I love, how are you tonight? Good. I love seeing all these people staying up late for uh, these night games. I, I love these late night games. I'm a night person myself. But uh, I just wanted to say – I know it was talked about a bit earlier. I, I can't get over how good of an acquisition Cam Atkinson was. I knew we'd like him, and you know, I knew his style was going to be what we needed, but – 
it's just so refreshing to see a, a player like him out there. You know, no disrespect to Voracek. You know, he, he did a lot of good things for this team. He has the stats to back it up. But having a player that just fits a little bit better with what we're trying to do makes such a difference. I mean, that goal he scored uh, with a few seconds left, at, what was it, the first period, the second period? Yeah. I mean, that that just that's how he plays the game, right? You know, he's always everywhere on the ice, and I love seeing that from a player. You know, he's he really is everywhere on the ice. He's a shoot-first guy, and it's just, I don't know, I just feel like the mix of the offense is so much different, and it's it's refreshing. Yeah, maybe this offense won't last. I doubt they're going to, you know, score five goals a game for the foreseeable, you know, through the whole season. That would be a shit ton. But, like, talk about fitting what they need. They needed a guy who was going to put pucks on net. Look at his two goals tonight. Like, end of the period, like, let's just get one through. Gets one through. The uh, the five-hole goal, like, okay, is it the best shot in the world? Like, uh, you know, it's all right. But – Put it on net. See what happens. It gets through. They win the game because of those two goals. Like it, it, it's huge that they got the exact kind of guy that uh, that they need to finally, finally not overpass. Finally not overthink. It's the simplest thing in the world. Get pucks deep. Get pucks on net. You hear it ten times every broadcast. They finally have someone who's doing that second part, getting them on net. Yeah, you know, and I, I hate to be the shoot Flyers fan, but you know, we really did need another guy that was going to just shoot. They need uh, to shoot more. Like it was you know, a thing. Yeah, so it's just it's so refreshing to see that, and he just you know he seems hungry. You know, like he's he doesn't take a shift off. He's just always you know playing. He's back checking. He's on the penalty kill. He's taking shots. You know, he's just he's everywhere on the ice. And yeah, like you said, you know, can't expect him to score four, five, six goals every night. But it is encouraging when you see this. You don't have. Hayes in the lineup. You don't have, you know, a JVR that's scoring right now, but he's, you know, looks like he's ready to break through. And, you know, as goal scorers do, they, it comes in, in bunches, right? So JVR will get going. And it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's a good mix on offense. It's encouraging and being able to hang with an offense like Edmonton and, and be able to put up goals yourself. You know, you can, you can accept that you're going to give up two, three, four goals to a team like that when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, when your offense is able to do the same thing. So it's encouraging. I just think the mix is a lot more refreshing and, and that might just be all the difference this year. I don't know. It could be, uh, you know, I never thought late, like last year was so frustrating. Thanks a lot, Chris. Last year was so frustrating because like it's bad team is bad. You move on with your day. When you think the team is good and they so seriously underperform that's when you're frustrated and that's what they gave us last year. And now did they blow the whole thing up? They didn't, but they made substantial changes um, that just seem like everyone's saying the mix just seems better and shit. They're going to lose three in a row at some point And maybe won't, we won't feel that way. Yeah. What are they? Three, one, three, one and one right now. So we're all happy with it. Uh, Things are going well. They're scoring a ton of goals. They just beat the Oilers. Uh, so we're all looking at it through the orange tinted glasses, but man, it just seems like it's working right now. It looks like this is the group. And again, I don't know if they're cup contenders. I I don't know if they're going to the Eastern conference final or whatever. It's going to be tough just to make the playoffs in this division. But right now it just looks like the group that uh, could give us something that we haven't had in a while. All right, uh, Julian Kirby. Julian, you are live on the post game. 
Julian, if there's a mute button, try the unmute. There it is. Sorry. Thank you so much. <laughs> How's it going? You got it. No worries. How are you tonight? Pretty good. Um, a lot of my topics have been taken already. Um, heart playing well, etc. Um, I guess I have two big things I want to talk about. Um, one hot and cold. The other one pretty positive. The hot and cold is, I guess, Sandheim. I'm still a little concerned sometimes about him defensively, but we did see one great instance of him jumping up into the rush tonight, which I really liked. Um, I think this was Sandheim's best game tonight. I thought he had his most amount of like noticeably positive plays on both ends of the ice. Yeah, fully agree. Fully agree. Um, I just... We've had a problem with him in the past, just uh, being a little passive defensively, and I noticed another time of that happening tonight. Um, but tonight he finally seemed pretty assertive, especially just moving the puck out of the defensive zone, which I really liked. Um, but the biggest thing I wanted to comment about is just the uh, – he's like we have this like rush choke. like uh, The number of times we've created odd man rushes, um, specifically – I guess from the broadcasting side and the left-hand side of the ice, it's been pretty incredible. Like it's been pretty frequent. We break the puck up in the middle of the neutral zone and then create a two on one or a three on two or something like that. And uh, it seems like it's been a theme of our play for the last few weeks. Yeah, it has. I think, they're, I mean, they're breaking the puck out as a team. You always want to move up the ice like that, but they are. It just seems they're more assertive in trying to get to the net. Uh, it's, I mean, they're scoring a ton of goals a game right now, and they haven't had like the most offensive zone time in some of these games, and they're still putting up, still putting up points. So the rush has been working. Uh, would love to see like Scott Lawton gets two chances tonight. Would have been nice to see him bury either of those. Uh, JVR passed on the rush tonight. I never think that's a good idea for him. Just shoot it, bro. But uh, I think they're they're playing a little faster. I still don't. They're clearly not a, a team of Florida or Edmonton speed, but I think they're playing faster, and that's paying off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just to follow up and finish. Just it just seems like finally we're a team that's actually capable of. Um, bringing up play in the neutral zone and counter-punching with a really effective odd man rush pretty consistently, Um, as opposed to in the past where we've kind of been always, we log a ton of shots and we feel like we should be winning, but then the other team scores on odd man rushes and we lose 5-3. So it's kind of a new change in terms of at least how it seems like we're trying to play in the neutral zone in terms of creating odd man rushes. I feel like we haven't had many odd man rushes during my lifetime with the Flyers. But, um, yeah, thanks so much, Bill. Uh, I'll still keep listening, but thanks so much for giving me the time. Appreciate it, Julian. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I think the the turnovers that they've been forcing in the neutral zone, like we all know what Couturier does in that in that area, uh, but we're seeing it. The, the defenseman stepping up. Uh, Sanheim has been good in that regard. Uh, Yandel, we've seen his outlet passes. Sometimes he turns it over, but a guy who – is trying to make those types of plays all the time. That's what Yandel does. There's going to be some turnovers, plenty of positives as well. But, I mean, Lindblom's back. We all know what he does in the in the neutral zone. 
Uh, Cam Atkinson, another guy with that active stick. We know how he can make a play go one direction and then the other. So I do think there's more of an emphasis on that this year. All right, uh, let's go to Jonah Benson. Jonah, you are live on the post game. Jonah, if there's an unmute button, hit it. Oh, sorry. There I am. There you are. Um, I'm just really excited. Um, It's my first time calling, but I'm just really excited about this season so far because I had low expectations. Um, I didn't think they would be where they are right now. And, like, they're shooting more. um, They're scoring more, like, we heard like the goal song like like 16 times in three games or whatever, and like um, usually they start pretty bad in the season, and now they're you know looking pretty good. So I'm just kind of wondering um, if this will continue and maybe last for the entire season, or like um, I don't know. I'm just excited though. I hope that you know they keep the momentum going and. Um, Atkinson's on pace for like 80 goals, so. Uh, looks pretty good. That's all I got. It does. Thanks a lot, Jonah. And like we we said, like, do I think this team is going to uh, is going to score five goals a game? Like that would be really tough to maintain. Like that would be surprising. But backing these per- points early is huge. I thought for a while, like it's going to be the results might not be there in the beginning of the season as they kind of everyone gets acclimated. A um, lot of new guys coach bouncing back from last year, fans in the stands, goalie still figuring it out. It might be a little bit before we see the results pay off, but that has not been the case. 3-1-1, one, and one, that's that's pretty damn good start for this team. Uh, in terms of the offense keeping it up, uh, what I'm liking is that they're doing this and they're not full strength. We've been missing Ryan Ellis for a while. Uh, he's a contributor, breaking out, getting the getting the entire offense started from defense. Uh, Kevin Hayes, great two-way player that they've just been without. Wade Allison, like JVR, hasn't really got it going yet. And so I think that they finally, after the last couple of years, thinking maybe we had the depth and then, oh, no, a couple of injuries and everything's over. We do not have the depth. Uh, I, I think they actually do this year, and at least enough to keep afloat, like, the Broussard line didn't make a ton of noise tonight, but the other guys stepped up and uh, we saw what other players could do. So I think this is something that maybe not five goals a game sustainable, but given the depth that they have right now, uh, they can keep this up for the time being until some reinforcements get here. All right. Uh, Rick Paparo, Rick, you are live on the post game. Rick, you are on. Is there an unmute button, Rick? All right, let's uh, let's go to Ryan Christman. Ryan, you are live on the post game. Ryan, come on! Did I lose some sort of connection here? What's up? Let me try one more, and if that's not it, Ben Bleefeld. Ben, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Uh, 
All right, Call. I can hear you. Excellent. Fantastic. Uh, just moved to San Diego, so uh, this game doesn't affect my sleep schedule uh, as much as it would have in the past. Uh, but I must say, uh, I'm uh, I'm quite thrilled that I only have to feel you know the absolute panic of what it's like uh, to have to watch McDavid skate against the Flyers one more time this season. Uh, just every single time he's on the ice, you're just like this guy's at a different speed, and I just I've it's like it's it almost makes you sick to your stomach uh i will say uh of st- stuff that i like tonight um obviously they have a habit of over the past 7 years or so the classic trademark flyers power play let's do the slingshot you know a la ghost uh and they didn't seem i mean i know they were only sent to the power play seemingly begrudgingly twice tonight uh, but the first one, they didn't really do that. It looked like they more so utilized controlled entries. Uh, and, you know, it looked like they used coots a lot to get it into the zone. Um, and I, I really liked seeing that uh, because when they were doing the whole slingshot thing, I mean, other teams would, would catch on to it. Uh, and, you know, they, they were exposed. Uh, other things I saw was it seemed like the AV really trusted the fourth line tonight. Uh, seemed like they got a bunch of playing time. They did pretty well. Uh, in addition, uh, obviously the Flyers Achilles Hill seems to perennially be that uh, they can never clear the zone. And I thought as the night went on, as it got deeper and deeper into the third, uh, they did a much better job with it. So, I mean, obviously always stuff to improve, uh, but I, I, I liked – I certainly uh, – wasn't necessarily expecting to see, uh, you know, these things I, I'm bringing up right now, but I, I like that I did see them. Yeah, I agree, and uh, thanks a lot, Ben. I'll uh, I'll start with the power play. There have been a bunch of times, like, you anticipate things. You, you watch this team long enough, you kind of just sit there and wait. There have been a bunch of times this year where I'm like, and here comes the slingshot play, and then they don't run and so, like that's that's been really good to see because it just it it just stopped working for them. Like it, it was a thing that was successful for a little bit, and it, it ran its course. They they needed to come up with at least some other different looks, so they maybe they can mix it back in. But uh, it, it's been nice to see they're not running it on every single entry, uh, every power play. Uh, in terms of the fourth line, um, man, one of the things. And, AV did have a ton of uh, a ton of confidence in them tonight because first period after a Flyers power play, um, he gets the fourth line right out there, and I was like, "What the fuck kind of coaching is this?" We were just on the power play, didn't score, and now we're throwing the fourth line out there on the road in Edmonton, where you know they're going to throw McDavid at us, and they did, and they. they Oilers had a couple chances, but they didn't score. But I'm sitting there like, oh, A.V., what are you doing? And then, of course, very next shift, now it's Giroux out against Edmonton's fourth line. Flyers score. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, can't blame the coach. I guess he knew uh, He knew when I didn't. Uh, you know, got a little lucky there. You're kind of crossing your fingers when every time McDavid's on the ice. But, you know, when it's Zach, McG- Zach McEwen and uh, Nate Thompson – Cross both fingers. Uh, but it worked out tonight. He did show confidence in that fourth line, and we see what we got there. So, all right, let's go to uh, uh, Rick is back. Rick, can you hear me? 
Are you muted? Yeah, Rick. Hit unmute, Rick. Hey, Bill. What's up? Hey, there you are. How are you tonight? Hey. Finally figured it out. Um, yeah, first time, long time, dude. Uh, coming to you from Vermont here. Uh, just, the, I, I, I guess the thing I want to talk about is identity, right? So this team really hasn't had one for a while. And tonight was kind of a, a fun little experiment where I thought they they showed this thing they haven't shown in a long time, which is like, hey, battle for the goaltender, block shots, do all this shit, and actually grind out a win against a, a pretty good-looking team. So I just want to hear your thoughts on like how this team looks as far as like maybe they can buckle down defensively, where in the past they've really given away those kind of those leads they've had against good teams. Yeah, they, they have done a job of, of holding leads this year. Uh, things, like you said, that they've given away over the last few. And, yeah, I, I think utilizing their, their face-off advantage, they have Giroux, they have Couturier, utilizing that to their strength allows them to depend on the defense and goaltending a little bit because if the goalie freezes the puck, well, it's not just a defensive zone face-off. It's a defensive zone face-off you're probably going to win. Uh, and with uh, there was a play tonight that I just absolutely loved, uh, scramble in front of the net. Hart gets pushed back a little bit, and Ristolainen, I won't say he tackled the guy. I won't say he threw a punch at him, but it was some combination of the two and just absolutely dropped him. And it's been too long since we've seen that sort of physicality. So I do think they're starting to develop that identity along with Shit, man, at this point, we have to call it a high-powered offense. Like, it's how many games now. They're averaging over four and a half goals a game. That's who they are now. They are a scoring team, and that's just fun as hell. Running gun, dude. Absolute running gun. is It's fun to watch. It's been kind of crazy, but um, it, I want to call out <laughs> – it was a hunter who said it earlier – how Tockett was saying that they've been successful in the West Coast trips. That was hilarious. But Yeah, that, I just was like, all right. Because I wanted to stick around for the Yandel interview, and I was like, i got to get this post-game started. Like, It's going to be one before I even get going. Like, And then he said that. I was like, yep, that's the laugh line I need to leave on. Seriously. But, no, it's it's been fun to watch. I mean, obviously, Atkinson's on fire and, and Giroux shooting the puck, which is I, – I haven't seen that in my lifetime, and he's my favorite flyer I've ever watched – so it's 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 pretty fun to watch. I just hope they can figure it out and keep it up. That's what we're all hoping now is that this is uh, and thanks a lot, Rick. That this is uh, this is something they can sustain. At least I just wanted them to stay above water until they got Hayes back. Until we knew for sure that Carter Hart was at least back on track to be a uh, an above average NHL goaltender. Like I still think he's got franchise goalie potential. But after last season, like, at 23 years old, what I need out of him is just not look like shit. Like, just be pretty good, and uh, that'll take us a long way. Um, You know, as bad as they were last year, if they get league average goaltending, they're in the playoffs. Like, they had a ton of problems. It wasn't just Hart uh, and Elliott, too, because, you know, Elliott had to play more at the end, and when Elliott has to play more, we know what happens. But – as bad as everything was, injuries, COVID, you know, everything that was wrong with this team, if they just get a little bit of goaltending, they could have made the playoffs, and they didn't. So if Hart is just steady, and right now he looks more than steady, he looks a lot closer to the guy we saw two years ago than we saw the guy than the guy we saw last year, and that is huge. But uh, I, I was thinking, all right, 
maybe if we just keep our heads above water until we get uh, everything going. But it's been a it's been a much more fun start than that uh, so far. Uh, Ryan Chrisman, you've been holding on for a little while. Ryan, you are live on the post game. Oh, I lost him. Ryan, come back in, and I'll get you back up. Brian Hammond, Brian, you are live on the post game. Brian, can you hear me? Hit on mute if there's a mute button. No, okay, sorry. Yeah, oh, there you are. Yep, there sorry, you are. I yeah, first time. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, I think the great thing about this game is uh, after starting off, if you looked at the if you looked at their season so far without without the rest of the league, you'd feel like we had a good start. But two one and one felt discouraging uh, going out to face Edmonton, uh, who's as talented as they are, five zero and zero. Just uh, I think the best thing about this game is the narrative would normally mean they were going to lose this game and uh, they stayed aggressive. They stayed after it. Uh, I was watching the game. I love the late night game because I work in hospitality. So I get to actually watch this one. But at the end of it, I was expecting them to drop it almost. And uh, it felt like they stayed aggressive, even though they're not a complete team right now. They have a lot of injuries. There are a lot of new pieces. They're trying to integrate playing against a team with elite, elite players like Dreisaitl, like McDavid. And uh, in spite of the fact that, you know, those guys are firing on all cylinders, the Flyers are still figuring out how their engine fits together. Um, I, I, was, I thought it was great to watch them fight through and, and maintain, uh, maintain that victory when, when most indications, like the normal narrative, says that they're going to drop that. And, uh, and I thought that was great. I was really excited about that. I agree. I agree, Brian. Like, just looking at the schedule, looking at how Edmonton's playing right now, you have another game against Vancouver tomorrow, much more winnable. It's like, yeah, they probably dropped this one. And there were plenty of situations in which this one could have gotten away from them. But to their credit, they fought through it and get us the two points, get them in regulation, can't ask for anything more. Yeah, absolutely. And and I got to tell you, Green Room the first night, I was uh, – I was a little bit didn't love it, and I was the asshole tonight. So sorry for the language, but uh, couldn't couldn't find that mute button. <laughs> no but uh, I, I'm loving it. I think you guys sound great, and always appreciate what you guys do. Love BSH, and and really do appreciate it. Oh, thanks a lot, Brian. That's uh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, the green room thing it's it's really grown on me. Uh, you know, I did the, the Facebook with the comments, and then Twitch with the comments. We we've gone through a lot of different formats. You know, it was this last year, but it was called Locker Room. Now Spotify bought it, so it's called Green Room. Uh, I like getting the interaction, getting to hear people, hear what they have to say. And, and honestly, it's less work for me. I don't have to read the comments. Other people get to talk. I get to, like, sit here and take a sip of water. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's just easier all around. All right, Nikki Hall, you're going to close it out for me tonight. All right. Um, just one last thing. Uh, I do have to commend... Risto's play tonight. I mean, yeah, it's one game, but like he actually looked like he wasn't like totally lost out there, like he was with during the uh, past couple games. You know? Yeah, it's you know you got to remember he's he's a couple games behind everybody just in terms of catching up. It is a new team, Mm -hmm. it's a new system, all that stuff. Uh, I don't expect Rasmus Ristolainen to like be an all star. But if he can just be a second-pair defenseman, mm. just a run-of-the-mill second-pair defenseman who brings a physical edge and every now and then rips a shot, um, 
that's all you can ask Mm -hmm. for. And that'll be an element that this team needs. Uh, He's going to have his ups and downs. He's going to do a lot of things that frustrate us. I'm just hoping like the positives can at least cancel those out. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm being honest, I think everyone on the team is going to have those type of things where the, hopefully the positives do outweigh the negatives. And I mean, that's just going to be a team thing and you know, how they respond to wins, losses, carrying momentum, all that good stuff. Um, Something else I wanted to say. Uh, uh, oh, the uh, shot he took. I do remember – it's probably different in professional hockey, but I remember when um, – it was funny. I was watching this with one of the people I grew up playing hockey with. I remember both of us took a very similar shot to, like, the midsection of the helmet. And, well – she, they didn't go down right away. They like, I think they like were, they were, they bent down, but I dropped to one knee, but immediately got back up. So my vision was like a little hazy, but like they didn't blow pet play dead right away. I mean, they did after a minute, but I was just like, it's fine. It's fine. Just continue. I'll be fine. Like, but honestly, I have to commend Risto for like just finishing out the, the thing. And that's interesting how they do that rule with like the, when you get a, um, when you get hit there. Yeah. Cause it was, uh, I can't, I'll never, I'll never be able to think of it, but it was the player. And thanks a lot, Nikki. Uh, appreciate it as always. I'll never be able to remember the guy's name, uh, in the playoffs in Oh eight, uh, got hit in the balls. Uh, I, I, uh, fuck man, I, I know this, th- but they said, like, because he was in an imminent danger, they didn't blow it dead. And uh, Washington, I think, tied it up or scored – I think tied it up or scored the game winner on that goal uh, on this shift. And, like, they were like, if he had gotten hit in the face, they would have blown it dead. But since he was hit somewhere else and it was like he got hit straight in the balls with a slap shot, uh, they didn't blow it dead. And, uh, yeah, it's it's always an odd thing. But typically, like, if you're down – uh, and like bleeding from the face, they will call it. But Risto stayed up, and so play continues because that's hockey, I guess. All right, everybody, that was a big win for the Flyers, and this was a really fun show. I'd like to thank everybody for hanging out and staying up with me tonight as it approaches 2 a.m. It is 1.44 a.m., so we did almost exactly – oh, yeah, we are at exactly an hour tonight. So good shit. Way to go, everybody. All right, uh, that is all the time I have for you on the BSH Radio Locker Room Live post game. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. Hit subscribe and bang. All sorts of content delivered to you all the time. Uh, and you'll get, uh, you do it now. Friday, coming your way. We got a surprise. Uh, it's going to be something cool. You'll like it. Uh, but we'll be right there on the podcast feed for everybody. So be sure to check that out. All right, that's it. Uh, My name is Bill Matz. Till next time, have a great week, everybody. Oh, and next time's like tomorrow. So talk to you in like 24 hours. Have a great day, everybody.